welcome to episode 92 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe, well, we're here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And if you are a regular listener, you will know that we are currently on our road to Vegan Business Tribe Live at the London Olympia, sponsored by Vegan Accountants. And in fact, we're now only three weeks away from the big weekend. Can you believe? And we've got more than 20 speakers and panellists and workshops over those two days to help you grow your vegan business. And I want as many of you listening to this podcast as possible to be there. And that's on Saturday the 12th and Sunday the 13th of November 2022. I literally want you camping out at our stage over the entire weekend so that you don't miss a minute because we've got so many great speakers. In fact, the business news outlet, Economist has described the event as having an amazing lineup of vegan business rock stars. And that full lineup can be found on our Vegan Business Tribe website. Just click on the Tribe Live tab. And we've got some amazing people involved, including the founders of some really recognisable vegan businesses like Clive's Purely Plants and One Planet Pizza. And they're going to share how they built their businesses and found investment. We've also got a PR masterclass from Caroline Burgess Pike, who is from Eden Green PR, about how to get your vegan business in the news. We've got a podcasting panel to teach you how to run your own vegan podcast. Because surely if you're listening to this, then you love podcasts. And that's got Radio 4 comedian Jake Yap and the presenters of the Simply Vegan podcast and the Bloody Vegans podcast too. And we're even going to be running a live drop-in business clinic at the end of Sunday with myself and Lisa. So if you want some help and advice with your business, you can drop in for a 45-minute open session to talk to myself and Lisa. And we're also going to be joined in that session by the owner of Vegan Accountants, Keith Lesser, who has just a wealth of business experience for you to tap into too. And just mentioning Keith there, and Keith, I know you listen to each and every episode, but Vegan Accountants, they are our main Vegan Business Tribe Live sponsors. And Keith is going to be involved in a number of sessions himself over the weekend, talking about business and finance. So, if you have a vegan business, and especially if you've got a limited company, then you should be talking to Keith about using an accountancy firm who shares your 
ethics. And I also just want to wrap up by saying thank you also to our two support sponsors too. And that is Matali Depakatha from The Vegan Publisher, who will also be hosting a panel on how to write and publish your own vegan book. And then finally, the legend that is Karen Ridges from MAD or Make a Difference Promotions, who is our media partner for Vegan Business Tribe Live. And she's also the reason that the event is getting so much coverage in the vegan media at the moment. So, just to remind you, in case you've already forgotten, Vegan Business Tribe Live, it's on the 12th and the 13th of November 2022 at the London Olympia. And it's part of VegFest UK. So, if you buy a ticket to VegFest UK, then you also get full access to Vegan Business Tribe Live as part of that. And if you're a listener to this podcast and you're not yet a member of Vegan Business Tribe, yes, I can't believe it either, then I'm going to be giving out some free month coupons so that you can try out Vegan Business Tribe at no cost. Just come and find myself or Lisa Tell me you are a podcast listener and then we'll give you one of those exclusive three-month trial coupon vouchers. Okay, so let's get on to today's topic, which is directly related to that introduction. Because as I mentioned, Vegan Business Tribe Live, it is part of VegFest UK, which is the country's biggest and best vegan consumer event and trade show. And we've actually subsidised a vegan business tribe village within the show of 12 stands so that our members were able to have a stand at VegFest at a hugely reduced price. And that is just another huge benefit of being a member of Vegan Business Tribe. But Lisa and I, we have a lot of experience helping companies over the years at trade shows. And the important thing to remember when you're doing a show such as VegFest is that it's not just about what you sell on the day. You shouldn't be approaching a trade show like you do your local vegan fair. Of course, if you can make your money back, then great. But trade shows are what we call top of the funnel activity. It's a place where you're going to meet those people who are going to become your future customers and maybe even new contacts that might play a big part in the future of your business. And because of this, it is really important that your trade show strategy doesn't just focus on selling your product or service. It's not about the orders you take on the day. It's about how many new and valuable people you can get into the top of your marketing funnel. It's about planning how you're going to get somebody who is just walking past your stall and maybe slowing down and showing a quick interest in what you do. How do you get that person onto your mailing list so that you can continue to market to them after the event? Because in the past, when I've got customers for my previous businesses, and I'm, I'm talking about big customers, when I've looked back to work out where they came from, more often or not, I found that it was somebody who had stopped by our stand at a trade show 
maybe 12 months earlier. But I'd also had a way to capture their details. So even though we maybe only chatted for a minute on the day, I'd been able to add them into my mailing list and connect with them on LinkedIn, meaning that over that 12 months, they'd received email marketing from my company. They'd seen what I shared on LinkedIn. And eventually, they got to that point where they were ready to buy the services or product that I was selling. And in that time, I'd already managed to build up that familiarity and authority with them. And it doesn't matter if you sell a product or a service. The more that you can nurture somebody and the more familiar you can make them with your brand, the easier it is to then sell to them. Because if you are serious about growing your business, then at some point you need to step up the marketing that you do. Now, This doesn't mean that your company should just abandon your local vegan fair if that's what you're doing at the moment, because we all need to support events like that as much as we can. But it does mean stepping up to take on larger events like VegFest or the Plant-Based World Expo. If your local fair or market is where you'll meet your end customers, then trade shows like these are where you're going to meet people who might want to stock your product in their stores. Or it might be where you might meet a dream trade customer or a business owner or even an investor. If your local market is like Facebook, then the trade show and these bigger consumer shows, they're like LinkedIn. This step up in scale, it does come with a step up in budget, however. Not only will your stand cost you at least several hundred pounds to just book that space, and that's why we subsidised 12 stands to our Vegan Business Tribe members at VegFest, But you'll need to get stand graphics or pull-up banners designed and printed so you look like you're serious. If you are selling stock from your stand, then you might need to arrange delivery to the venue ahead of the event. You're going to have to scale up how many business cards and leaflets and brochures you have available to give away. You need to get there the day before to make sure that all your stand and display is set up and that probably means paying for an extra night in a hotel you can't just turn up on the day with a box under your arm carrying a banner stand when you're doing these larger shows but the reason that everything is scaled up is because the number of people you will meet and interact with at these events it's going to be far higher too No matter what you sell, whether it's a service or it's a product, a different type of person is going to be attracted to these larger shows. And so the potential to build your network, it's going to be much greater as a result. Local vegan fairs, they are great proving grounds for vegan businesses, but companies will naturally graduate towards trade shows and larger consumer shows once they reach a certain level of success. And this is why a trade buyer for someone like Sumer or Holland and Barrett or even the supermarkets, they'll come to a show like VegFest or Plant Powered World Expo. 
instead of spending their time going around local fairs and markets looking for new companies to buy from. So, for example, let's take a quick look at Naked Bars. And if you don't know Naked, then you can now find these vegan fruit and nut snack bars in every supermarket and service station across the UK. But they didn't get there just by calling up Tesco's and asking them to stock their bars. They worked the trade shows. They showed up every year with a bigger following than the last year. And the first time that Naked did VegFest UK, brothers Jamie and Greg Coombs, they had just three flavours of bar on sale on a very homemade-looking stand. But then, in 2020, they finally exited the business, having sold it for more than £60 million. Those years of trade shows and doing these larger consumer shows, that's where they made many of those connections. It's where they built up their brand following and got noticed. But don't think it's going to happen necessarily just on your first show. A buyer or a dream client, they may walk past your stand and take notice but might have to see you a few times at a few different shows before having a conversation with you. But even if that supermarket buyer just walks past without talking to you, you being at that show, that's putting yourself in the same space as them. And that gives you the chance to start making that buyer aware of your brand. Most of these kind of shows, though, they have a mix of a general public as well as people from the industry and known individuals. So if you are selling a product, then there's every chance that you'll make your money back from sales on the day. But if you are planning to be doing that kind of selling, then take an extra pair of hands with you just so that you can be free to get into conversations with the people who stop by who might have more of an interest in your business than just buying what you sell. So talk to Anybody who stops and looks at your products or pauses to read your banner stand because you have no idea who they might be. They might be a potential customer, in which case that's great because that gives you a chance to get some feedback on what they think about your products. Or they might be an online blogger who is interested in sharing information about your company. Or they might even be from a distribution company that's looking for new products to stock. But you won't know if you don't start up a conversation with them. And if you are going to be stuck on your stand all day having to take money and sell product, then you're going to be missing some of those conversations. So if you can take an extra pair of hands with you, that's going to be a huge help. And all this... That's how you're going to start to get the real benefits from doing these larger shows. Remember, I said at the start that these events are what we call top of the funnel activities. Think of having a stand at an event as a real world lead magnet, just like the PDF download you might have on your website. If somebody pauses and reads the information on your stand or comes and picks up one of your products then we want that person 
on your mailing list. They are self-identifying as a potential customer or somebody who's interested in your business. So at the very least, we want them following us on social media because they might not be interested in buying today. The only reason you've connected with them is that's the day of the event, not because they're ready to buy what you sell. But they might be interested in buying or having a conversation with you in the future. So you need to be collecting the email addresses of anyone who stops and pays attention. Because by just stopping and reading or by browsing through your products, that person is self-identifying as somebody who's got an interest in what you do. So you need to have a mechanism to get that person into your marketing funnel. Not let them just walk away and lose them forever. So If you've got a business-to-business service, then this is probably going to be quite easy to do because after you've had a quick conversation with somebody, you can just ask them if they've got a business card so that you can send them some more information. And then you can add them into your mailing list to nurture that future sale. If you're selling a product to consumers, however then people are not going to be carrying around business cards. And we've got to be a little bit more careful about respecting their data too. So you're going to need another type of mechanism to get their details and their permission to market to them. And this is where you can actually get really creative. So I was at a show earlier in the year and they were giving away free packs of vegan croissants. But to get a pack, you had to unlock your phone, open Instagram or Facebook, and then give your phone to one of the people on the stand so that they could follow their own company page from your account. And There was a moment where you could see people hesitating before handing their unlocked phones over. But the staff were doing it in such a friendly and fun way, you know, pretending to run off with people's phones. And it was a really big pack of croissants that you got in return. That most people were happily joining in and letting the staff on the stand use their accounts to follow that company's page. One trade show we did when I used to run a marketing agency we booked a magician for the day and he was great. He was running around asking people if they wanted to see a magic trick and when they said yes, he asked them for their business card and then he made that card disappear in a whole range of different theatrical ways. Some cards seemed to burst into flames, some turned into a small bunch of flowers, but each business card that he palmed, he gave back to us and we put that person onto our follow-up list from the day. And we got hundreds more contacts out of that show than just for people who we got to speak to. So get creative. What's going to get somebody to first stop at your stand? And then what's going to get that person to give you their contact details so that you can get them into that top of the marketing funnel? What exchange can you make? Can you give somebody a free gift in return for their email address or a social media follow? Can you run a prize draw or competition for the latest games console in return for somebody's details? Instead of giving out 
about a physical brochure? Can you get people to enter their email address into an iPad so that you can email them a digital version of your brochure instead and at the same time subscribe them to your mailing list? Because that person, they will likely see hundreds of businesses at that show. They might have 20 different conversations on that day. And as soon as they leave the building, they will not remember the vast majority of them. So it's down to you to continue that conversation after the event. And in order to do that, you need to get that person into your funnel. You need to have got Anybody who showed an interest on the day into your mailing list, or at the very least, following you on social. And you need to follow up personally with anybody that you actually had a conversation with, not just hope that they remember to contact you. And to do that, you need to have got their details. So, at the very, very least, Make sure that you've got a notebook and pen to write down an email address or a phone number of anybody who you got into a meaningful conversation with. And just make sure that you write down a few lines, too, of what the conversation was that you had and why you need to follow up. Because trust me, you will have forgotten yourself by the time that event is over. Many shows offer also some in-person networking opportunities, such as breakout spaces where people can network or end-of-day drink receptions for the exhibitors. And you need to throw yourselves into these kind of opportunities. So go grab a drink, just spot a group of people and go over and introduce yourself. Because remember... Most of the people at that event, they won't know anybody either. And they're there to do business. So they're going to be happy to start up conversations because you just never know who you might meet at these kinds of events. So I was at an event last week and I grabbed a drink between sessions. I went over and said hello to a very unassuming middle-aged lady just stood on her own, only to discover that she was the head of product innovation for one of the UK's largest retailers. Half of the people at that event, they would have given anything to get their product in front of this person had they known who she was. And she was just there, hanging around the drinks area, completely incognito. Although doing trade shows and these bigger events, they will get your company exposure on the day. You can increase this exposure further by also turning the event into content for your online communication channels. So you might engage with a couple of hundred people at the event, say. But if you leverage the right digital strategy hand in hand with the event then thousands of people, maybe even tens of thousands of people, might see your messages on the back of the show. So think about doing social media lives from your stand to talk about what you are exhibiting at the event. Take selfies with the people who stop at your stand, post them on your social media pages and get those people to tag themselves in. If you meet somebody who is well known in your industry, then take a photo of them stood by your stand and post that photo on LinkedIn. 
tag them into the photo so that all of their followers and connections get to see your brand too. Record some interviews with your staff live on your stall to share with your customers after the event. Get your product designer to talk about how they evolved the product. Record a live product demonstration that you can send out to your mailing list after the event. All of these kind of strategies will help you get seen by thousands more people than actually came past your stand on the day. And it's no longer enough just to tell your contacts that you're going to be at an exhibition. If they aren't attending the event, then you need to bring the event to them. If you're going to the expense of doing a major show, then you need to get as much visibility out of it as you can. So, again, make sure that you bring an extra person to help you out on the stand so that you can be free to connect with what's going on around you. Record some content, take photos, get into those conversations and just do what you can to increase your company's visibility whilst you are there. Okay, so how do we take everything that we've just learned and pull that into a trade show strategy? Well, you need to break down your event planning into three phases, before, during and after the event. So let's look at each one of those. So one, what you need to be doing in the run-up to the event. And first, I expect you'll know to already be shouting about you being at that event on your social media. And hopefully you're also going to be shouting about it to your mailing list too. But I find that this is where doing some video gives an even bigger impact. So record a short video, just a minute or two, inviting people to come and visit you at the show and telling them what they can expect to see from your company at the event. If you have a new product or service, then let people know that they can find out more about it or try it out on your stand. Next, get your customers and followers involved in your preparation for the event. So if you're getting leaflets printed, then do a social media post showing when you get them back from the printers. If you're having to make more products for the day, then show you and your team slaving away to get them all ready. Bring your contacts on this journey with you. Get them as excited as you are about the event and give them FOMO or fear of missing out if they don't attend. And then you need to start thinking about what can you do to get people to come to your stall on the day? So can you offer a free gift to the first 10 people who come to your stall and give you a magic password? Or can you do a special discount that's only going to be available on the day or offer a special limited edition of your product? And if you're going to do something special, and why wouldn't you, then how can you use that activity to get people to follow you on social or to give you their email address in return? Are you going to run a competition? 
Are you going to have a magician making people's business cards disappear? Or are you going to have something really exciting and visual on your stand that people are going to want to have their photograph taken next to? Maybe a big inflatable or somebody dressed up as your company mascot. Maybe even dress up as a bee or an avocado yourself for the event. I've even seen people have bathtubs filled with their products for people to climb into and be photographed with. So get creative and do something to get people to stop and take notice. And then, as the final bit of your preparation, you need to prepare what you're going to send out after the event. And you need to do this before you have the event, trust me. Because this might be something that you think you can just leave to later. But you want your follow-up emails and messages to go out to the people who visited your stand the day after the event. Or at least the next business day if you are a business-to-business company. And if you don't prepare these emails before the event then by the time you get around to inputting all those email addresses and building your email in MailChimp, it's going to be a week later and you have lost all that excitement and all that momentum from the event. So work out what you're going to send as a follow-up while you still have time to plan it. Is it going to be just a thank you email or is it going to be a special offer? Is it going to have an invite to book a meeting with you? Or is it just going to be a general reach out asking them if they've got any questions? Get as much of your follow-up ready as you can before the day. Trust me, you will thank me later on that one. So, Making sure that you've done all that, along with the obvious things like making sure you've ordered your print and your business cards well in advance, that's going to make sure that you've got as much visibility out of the run-up to the event as possible. So let's go on to the second part of a strategy, which is what you need to do on the day. Now, as I said... You might have 50 conversations on your stand on the day, but if you can leverage your presence on social media, you might be seen by thousands of people. So first, find out if the event has a social media hashtag that they are promoting throughout the event. And this is just a tag that other people who are at that same event are going to be putting into their posts. So if you use that hashtag on the day, then Everybody else who is there is more likely to see your post too. Next, find out what the official event social media accounts are or the account of the event organisers and make sure that you tag them in to every post that you make at the event. If they have a team looking after their account on the day, then that team is going to be spending all their time looking through social media for people posting about the event so that they can reshare those posts and create a bit of a buzz and excitement around what's going on. And once, I remember, we were managing the social media for a company at a trade show and they had less than 100 followers on Twitter. But we got one of their posts seen by more than 10,000 people 
people just by posting a really good photo of one of their members of staff on their stand and tagging in the event organisers who reshared that post to their own audience. Also keep an eye out for who else at the event is being really active on social, and especially if they've got a lot of followers themselves. And if you spot somebody doing this who's been really active, then go find that person. Go find that company. Because if they are posting loads of really good content from the show and getting a lot of interaction, you need to go find their stall and do a shared post together. Just tell them that you're another exhibitor at the event and you've seen their posts and get your photo taken with them so that they share that too. And then invite them back over to your stand to do the same. And if you can, try and go live or record some live content on the day. If you can, try and go live or record some live content on the day. Get somebody to interview you or record some videos with your customers who have stopped by the stand to say hello that you can edit together and send those out later. Remember that trade shows are really noisy places. So if you're going to do this, if you're going to record videos and interviews, make sure that you get a microphone that you can hold close to the person speaking and just have a few test runs to get familiar with using it. Even just recording a video tour of your stand and showing what products you are offering, that's going to give you some great content. And then remember the most important thing. Make sure you keep collecting those email addresses and getting those social media follows. The sales you do on the day, they will probably pale against the sales you'll be able to do in the future if you fill up your mailing list from the event. Even if somebody buys a product from you, still get their email address. Don't let them become just a one-off customer. And don't think that they're going to remember you, even if they've bought from you. Because as soon as they walk away from your stand, they're going to see the next amazing thing they want to look at. And they're going to forget that they just spoke to you. And then... After a long day, or maybe even after a few long days, if you go to a multi-day show, you might want to be cracking open the tea bags and flopping into bed for a week. But don't congratulate yourself so quickly because you've only done half the job. We now need to move on to the third part of our strategy, which is the follow up. Because you've only got a really short window in which any follow-ups you make will be effective. Your follow-up emails or the offers to the people who came by your stand, they need to go out the day after the event or as soon as physically possible. Wait a week until after you met those people and that's too late. So, Treat the follow-up as part of the event itself. That's why you need to have all this set up and ready to go before the event so that maybe you can just drop in a few photos from the day, import the email addresses, and then hit send. For those people, though, who you really connected with on the day, so those people you had longer conversations with, make sure you send them an additional personal message. And again, as soon as you can after the event, 
do not leave it for a week. Suggest times for a follow-up chat or send them a link to set up a Zoom meeting. Find them on LinkedIn and make sure you connect. Make sure you keep that conversation going as soon as you can after the event, not two weeks later, when they simply won't be able to remember who you were or why they got so excited about talking to you. And then finally, appreciate that many of the people that you meet on the day, they're not going to be ready to buy from you yet. Even if they loved your product or your service, few people go from first meeting you to buying from you in one step, unless you've got something which is an impulse buy type of product. If you sell a service especially, Meeting somebody at a trade show, that is no more than an introduction. So make sure you add those people into your mailing list so that they start to receive regular content from you. Find them on LinkedIn so that they can keep seeing your updates and invite them to follow your social media so that they keep hearing from you. It might take six months that person to become a customer from when you first met them but they will never become a customer if in that time they never heard from you again so that's pretty much it with a bit of planning and a bit of strategy on the day trade shows and these larger consumer events like VegFest UK no matter what industry you are in They are brilliant ways to get you visibility, but you get out of them what you put into them. Whenever I've done trade shows, I've always banned having desks and chairs because you want to be on your feet, ready to engage people passing your stand, not sat down behind a table playing on your phone, waiting for people to come up and talk to you. You want to be constantly making eye contact and smiling and getting those who slow down into a conversation. And if your stand is dead for a period, then use that time to take some photos, go do some selfies with the other stallholders or use that time to record your thoughts on the event and to post it on your social. Okay, so we've covered a lot in this session. So let's just wrap it all up with a bullet point list of how to get the most out of trade shows and bigger consumer events just like VegFest UK. Number one, You shouldn't be approaching a trade show or a larger consumer show like you do your local vegan fair. This is about being seen and creating visibility and getting people into the top of your funnel. If you do make sales on the day, then great. But that shouldn't be your main metric. Two, if your local market is like Facebook, then the trade show is LinkedIn. So look out for those opportunities to talk to trade buyers, known people in your industry, potentially even investors and dream clients too. Three, think of your stand as a real world lead magnet. You need to collect the email addresses of as many people who stop by your stand as possible, or at the very, very least, get them to follow you on social. So, Work out how you are going to do that. 
what mechanisms are you going to have in place to capture their details? Four, leverage what you get out of the event by being really active on social. Go live from your stand. Take selfies with the other stallholders or anybody who's really well known in your industry. Make sure that you do use the event hashtag if there is one and tag in the event organisers so that they can reshare your posts too. Five, you should have a three-part strategy for the event. What you're going to do before, during and after. So before, shout about the event and get your audience involved in your preparation. Also, get your follow-up emails or any offer landing pages built and ready to go so that you can send those out the day after the event finishes. During the event... Focus on getting those email addresses and creating visibility on social media. And if you are going to be selling products on the day, then try and take a second pair of hands with you to free you up to go and talk to people and get involved in the event. And then after the event finishes, you've got a really short window to follow up with those people who stopped by your stand. People are not going to remember you in a week's time. So get your emails and follow-ups out the very next day. And then six, understand that this is just going to be the start of a conversation with many of the people that you met on the day. So add them into your mailing list, connect with them on LinkedIn and make sure that they keep seeing information from you because it might take six months, 12 months, maybe even longer of building up familiarity with someone before they became a customer. But that journey that started at that show. And that is it. If you do have a stall at VegFest UK, then please let me know how you get on putting all this into action. And just to remind you again, Vegan Business Tribe Live is at VegFest UK on the 12th and 13th of November at the London Olympia. And you can get tickets from either our website at veganbusinesstribe.com or just buy a ticket from VegFest because you'll also get full access as part Part of a main show too. And there are a few people who we couldn't be doing this event without, and that is our main event sponsors, Vegan Accountants. Really do go check them out if you have a vegan business, and especially show if you've got a limited company. Then our two amazing support sponsors too, The Vegan Publisher, if you want to publish your own vegan book to raise your professional profile and help promote your business and mad MAD or make a difference promotions if you need help with your PR. But there's one more person that I need to mention that has made all of this possible. And that's you. Vegan Business Tribe is funded by our members who sign up and join us on veganbusinesstribe.com. And we genuinely could not do this. We couldn't do anything that we do without you, without our members. So if you support the vegan business scene and you want to join our mission to help vegan businesses skill up and scale up, 
then please do take a look at signing up as a member of Vegan Business Tribe. Just head over to the website, veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on the join link on the homepage and you'll find out all the amazing stuff that you get as part of being a member. So hopefully... I'll see you in a few weeks at the London Olympia. Please do come and say hello and let me know you are a listener to our podcast. And if not, I'll see you on the next one.